New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. Andrea is away today. I used to be super active on social media, a little too active, too many selfies, which trust me, I've been working through some of my self-esteem issues. So I do have a lot less. I also tend to use Twitter as Facebook, which people are reminding me that's not what it's about. So I'm not that good at social media. (laughs) I should leave it at that. Andrea is much better. You should definitely follow at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy because you get so much great healthy living information. If you follow me on health media, Gal One, you'll see lots of cute pictures of my dogs. Uh, But I do try to supply uh, great information. One of the things that's really turned me off is all the political stuff. You know, I need a reprieve, I want a break. And then I get disturbed if I see people that I care about that are so far from me and our values and the way we're thinking. And it kind of gets me blue. And I thought, you know, I'm sure I'm not alone. I know the country's very divided. So we had the fantastic Denise McDermott, MD, Dr. Denise. She's in private practice in Southern California. She is a fantastic psychiatrist, holistic spirit, mind, body approach. I just adore her. And I'm so thrilled she's back. Hello, Dr. Denise. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for having me back. I'm like smiling through the through the phone. It's so good to hear your voice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for coming back. You know, I've just really been struggling with finding things out about people and, and looking at, for me, it's about values and other people say, oh, you're too sensitive. Just talk about something else. And I'm going through that right now with a friend. He said, well, let's just not talk about politics. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't work that way for me because it's it's about your values and how do you get around that? And let's talk about being naturally savvy around communicating and looking for the good and the kind, because that's what you're all about, Dr. Denise. Tell us about that and about one world. And how do we do that when everything is, seems like it's so divisive and such a mess? Well, you know, I actually want to say for everyone listening, we need to remember that our thoughts our actions and our intentions carry their own vibrational frequency. And this is not something that, this is very scientific now. We know this from a quantum physics level. So if we are getting hammered with social media or like my son, I call it the University of YouTube, we all need to learn how to self-regulate and be mindful of the information that we're taking in, whether it's social media, whether it's out in our personal lives, whether it's dating, whether it's in our marriages, whether it's in our schools. So I think what I really want to say before we dive into exactly what you're asking is that we all need to be present. We need to show up. And I think one of the biggest things we can do is do self-check-ins. Like, how does this feel? How am I talking? Am I talking in a kind way, an unkind way? And am I having compassion? Am I being humanistic? I mean, just basic, basic things. I think when we're, there's this distance that is created when we're texting someone or when we're on social media, if we were making eye contact with someone or you were hearing someone's tone of voice, you might not say something the way you would in a different medium of communication. Yeah, that's true. It is tricky. I mean, I've, I've been having a situation with a family member but that's been very difficult. And I have to say, texting, I'm saying this from a place of loving kindness, or I'm saying this in a nice way. Because otherwise they could misinterpret it, right? Especially if you're already having tension. Well, and I have to tell you, a lot of times these days, I I think a lot of people don't pick up their phone. It's a new generation Mm. where people just communicate via Snapchat, texting. 
And so this is really going to make you laugh. By the way, I call this, I call some of the things I do, I call them Denisism. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't, like, I know I want to say something to someone via text, but I don't want them to hear and make it sound terse. So I have this sure. audio message. I might've done it to you before where yes, I get this nice I audio and I have a nice voice. I'm like, and I'm like, hi, how are you? I don't have a misunderstanding. You mean so much to me. So when you, like, if I can't see someone face to face, which is the most ideal communication, or if I can't do FaceTime, or if they're not going to pick up the phone, if it's something really important to communicate, I send them an audio message. And I'm going to be honest with everyone listening. I mess up too. I send texts that I shouldn't send via text. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, you should have just picked up the phone. <laughs> right? I'm like, what the hell? Like, WTF, everyone. I make mistakes too. <laughs> Denise-isms. I like that. Okay, I'm going to try that. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's so much going on, not just with social media, but just just this technology and the way that we're interacting with our loved ones. And it can be really complicated. And for me, the thing with social media is I want to, like, follow what my friends are doing. But I stopped going on Facebook almost altogether. And I used to be on Facebook all the time because that's where you see a lot of the political stuff. And then it makes me sad to be like, oh, that's how they feel? Gosh. And then some of the things are just really they believe that, you know, story that's been proven not true like a million times? I don't, why, why are they perpetuating that? Or, you know what I mean? It just bums me out. Well, so what I'd like to say to that, and I want to validate, I think a lot of people, you know, I, I see patients, I'm on social media. I took a break from doing my podcast, but not because of political reasons. I took a break because I am going through a life transition and I wanted my son to thrive. I'm going to be getting back to that. So I think for yeah. all of us, taking breaks from Facebook, taking breaks from social media, those are healthy things to do. So there's nothing wrong with it. But then how do you connect or form a framework? Like, let's say there's someone on Facebook that you now realize, oh my gosh, they believe this. I think yeah. that if we're trying to be unified, and I, by the way, I often do on my Twitter feed, hashtag one love, hashtag one humanity. Because I'm all about yeah, um, nice. honoring and, re- and honoring and respecting all belief systems. Because everyone matters in this universe, okay? And I think if we actually thought about it, like if someone has their family and they just want to like make a good living, we need to have unifying thought processes. So if you have a friend on Facebook, Lisa, because you brought this up, that has only been kind to you in person, good to your family, like you have memories with them, you laugh with them, you love them, even if they're not politically aligned with you, a unifying way of kind of putting that aside is to decide, I'm just going to remember how they treat me. I'm just going to, I mean, if they're doing something inhumane where you think it's abusive to a child or neglectful to someone or being um, completely manipulative, then you might in your own mind decide, oh, that is unkind behavior. I'm not resonating with that person. For now, I'm taking a break from them. But if you're basing your sole decision on am I going to be friends with them based on who they support politically, and then you're forgetting all the good things they've done for you personally, then you're kind of like missing out on a possible friendship and also the ability to disagree because people can love one another and disagree politically. What's happened is the recent communication in the milieu environment in our world right now is so black and white. It's so linear. It's not letting, allowing the shade of gray. Like you don't hear, 
oh, gosh, you believe that, but I believe this. Let's, like, let's look at each other's viewpoint. Instead, it's you're right, I'm wrong. So it's not yeah. giving our, our children or us a chance to kind of come together. So I think the most effective way of doing things is having kind, respectful communication. And I know there's times when aggressions, of, like, you know, by the way, I love dropping the F-bomb. Not a lot, everyone, but there's something <laughs> about using humanity at the right time. I mean, yep. it just gets those feelings out. But I think that so I'm not, I'm not this Miss Little Perfect where I don't ever swear, I don't ever mess up. I don't want anyone to think I'm perfect because I am not perfect. And I, I own my imperfection. But what I think goes happening, and I try to really make a point, like let's say even our kids, I don't know if you do this at, the, at Target. Like when I'm in the line at Target, before my son puts his like a purchase from his allowance up on the counter, I look at him and I say, remember ask the person how their day is, make eye contact and smile because our kids are not being raised to, yeah, our kids aren't being raised to kind of really connect. People aren't connecting. They're not making eye contact. They're not thinking about that person was standing all day long. And so I think what's happening is a lot of times with, um, whether it's social media or Facebook, there's this disconnect. We're not thinking about the other person's feelings. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, Something that my dad did that I think people think is corny is since I was a little kid, we'd go out to to eat. And if the waitress had a name tag on or the waiter or didn't, he would ask their name. And then when they brought the food, he would use their name. And, you know, I always thought it was great. And I do the same thing. You know, when I go to the grocery store, I know everybody who works there and we talk and I say, how's it going? And I, you know, so my daughter sees that. And it's I think it's so important. Yeah. And don't you think, though, that, oh, like... If indeed people were kind of having more discussions face to face on social media, that there'd be less divide. Yeah, I, th- I think that does make a difference. And I'm very sensitive. And if I think you're at all racist or anti Semitic or homophobic, you're out. That's it. Like, I don't care how nice you've been to me. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, it's just like I was, ra- you know, my parents had these very strong values, which I believe in. And, but at the same time, it's tough for me. I mean, I'm just, it's tricky. Like how, to me, if if there's like a, like a hatefulness about somebody, even if they've been good to me, well, but I see them, that's not what I want in my life. Does that make sense? It does. I ran across a situation and I won't name any names where I interviewed someone sure. who had been bullied on national media. And basically I knew by releasing the video that it was going to, the podcast that was going to turn into a political thing, but I didn't do it for political reasons because the person had been bullied and I had had 10 children in the last three months, this was back in 2016, that were suicidal and bullying was a factor. So the reason why I took this national media podcast and made it an issue is because I wanted to raise awareness on appropriate communication, not bullying, being kind versus unkind. So, Lisa, I got thrown under the bus. I was called all these names, and you know what I did? I one by one answered every single person and said, I did not do this for political reasons. I did this to make the appointment to ha- make the point to help our children. And I actually sure. made friends with some of the people now. Like, they're my friends on oh. Facebook because they respect. I said, please listen to the whole interview. If you listen to the interview, the interview is not about politics. In fact, the person who sure. was bullied actually forgave the person that bullied them and wished them the best life and wished that they could change their communication style because they could be a role model for humanity. And so once people wow. realized that, even though they were all huffy puffy, I made friends with a percentage of them. Some of them are like, F you, Dr. Denise, blah, blah, blah. And I just wow. had to take it, but I did it for the children because I'm just like, of no, course. we 
got to be better role models. I am a doctor. I am a mother. I do not want to live in a world where my children are having seeing adults have unkind behavior consistently. It is not okay. And so I'm going to stand up for it. It doesn't mean it has to be a political thing. It could be how can we have effective communication and disagree? That's it. Yeah, that's true. But what about values? Like, I think you can disagree with somebody, but if their hardcore values are different, to me, that's what makes friendships is when people can connect. I guess I'm just, you know, wired <laughs> in a different well, then, no, way. No, no, I, I, what, do, what do you call it? Neuro, um, my neurodiversity? Okay. <laughs> oh, I call it neuro style. Okay, everyone out there? Neuro style. Like yes. Words. This is really important. This is not just about me. This is about all of us. Try sure. to choose words that are mind opening instead of mind closing. And so mm, I have okay. to give people diagnoses all day so that their insurance covers my visit. I do not yes. like the word disorder. I do not think of people as disordered. I know they suffer with mental health issues and I know that the word disorder serves a purpose, but I like to use the word neurostyle, but all of us process information in our own unique way. And so I want to validate you right now. You said a very important point. If you are interacting with someone who you feel is toxic, unkind, and not honoring you, it's fine to have them off the island. But if you just decide you don't like someone and you don't really know them, maybe be open-minded to see other dimensions of them that could be kind and loving. I think that what happens is we all do this. I do it. You do it. We all have elements of, you know, you say you're not racist. You say you're not this, but we all have built-in prejudices because we all perceive information in our own unique way, okay? So all of us do, okay? Even if we're, like, humanitarian-like, even if, like, we'll give our shirt off to a stranger, we're not perfect. None of us are, okay? And so I just want to validate you. If you feel like someone's inappropriate, toxic, nasty, not humane, it is fine to not be their friend. It's fine. But to do that without giving people a chance and then just kind of having more of a divisive um, world, you know, I think we need to find common ground. And I think children are our common ground because we need to leave legacies for our children. And I think that's what's, go- that's what's- we're in crisis with social media right now because yes. people yes. are, our children are not, it's not built into schools how to do effective communication on social media. And their little brains are getting bombarded with information without us having the parenting skills. And I'm walking that walk with my nine-year-old. I do 30-hour playdates at my house all the time to make sure he's doing imagination play. And when he watches YouTube, the kid, like, already wants, like, a Lamborghini. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why are you watching these rap videos? By the way, I love rap. And by the way, he probably might end up being a rapper. He's hilarious. So, like, I'm not against rap. Like, I'm not against Lamborghinis. I'm just saying I have to be there as a mother to say, well, gosh, Karen, like you'd have to work hard for that. Like you also want to be a kind person. Things aren't all about money, but there's nothing wrong with money. And so I have to, as a parent, help self-regulate my child, right? And so I think what's happening is society is in crisis because we don't have the infrastructure for teachers, doctors, and parents and politicians to kind of have more social media accountability. And I think that is what we all need to do for our family members. That's what we need to do. It's responsible. You know, you, I totally agree. You had mentioned taking some time off. Um, 
you know, and spending time with your son. I've been doing that this summer. If people email me, they'll see my response is I'm not doing as many interviews because I'm having a mother-daughter summer. And it's been lovely. I mean, we've just been hanging out and going to the pond and walking the dogs. And we've been watching the Gilmore Girls because she never saw it, you know, from the start. <laughs> and we've just been really just enjoying spending time together and taking it easy. And it's and I really love it. And it's, it is a great break. Yeah, and I've been doing the same. I I have some <clears throat> upcoming possible television advisory projects. Wow. I'm about to go to Vegas to meet with an NBA player to do some videos. I'm about to go to cool. India to speak at the Dalai Lama's Body Mind Life Conference. So I have some wow. very like near and dear to my heart projects happening, but I am at the gym. I'm swimming six days a week. I'm doing Pilates and I'm having these like fun, like laser tag overnight oh. with my son and his friends. <laughs> like <laughs> letting them like stay up and like push the limits. And oh my gosh, this is the funniest everyone listening. Oh my gosh. My son pushes the limits <laughs> nine like, with saying like the F bomb or saying swear words. And so I have yeah. to have like yeah. the beginning of a play date. I'm like, okay, let's come up with fake swear words. So they're like, what? Shark, shirt, biatch, like, darn it. So, like, I make all the boys practice fake swear words at my house. So that, oh and I said, if they make a mistake, I said, if you make a mistake once in a while, it's okay. But this is what we should do, and this is why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. That's great. See, my do- I swear too much, and my daughter always gets on me. Mommy, could you really just knock it off with the S and the F word? Like, really? Come on. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> You know, Denise, the time goes by way too quickly. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But you've really helped me because I'm trying to be more flexible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm it's going to take me a while, but I definitely I'm you've definitely helped. And I just love your Twitter. You're great at it. I, I could use some lessons. You're really, really good. Tell us where we can find you everywhere. Okay, I'm on Twitter at Dr. Denise MD, D-R-D-E-N-I-S-E-M-D. I'm on iTunes, The Dr. Denise Show. My website is drdenisemd.com. I'm also on Facebook. I haven't been using Facebook as much. And mm-hmm. I will be probably uploading a lot more to YouTube later on this year. And I'll have updates once I travel back from India. Oh, that is just so incredibly exciting. And I want to mention that... Uh, I have another podcast, uh, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex. I hate that I have to tell people it's not about dirty sex. It's a play on words, just like my book, uh, wait, Clean Eating, I, Dirty wait, Sex. But comes can I out. say something? Oh, sure. That's a rare title. <laughs> Denise, you're so <laughs> That is great. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun with Denise on that. She'll be on soon. Check it out. You can find it on iTunes and tune in and soundcloud it's, it's super fun and uh check it out in the meantime you can check out more about naturally savvy if you go to at naturally savvy at andrea donsky at health media gal one i'm so glad you listen be sure to check out dr denise and stay well